Hey everybody, I'm Keith Butler. And I'm Jeff Lowe. I want you to check out The Hook on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcast. And if you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at our emails. Mine is kebu10, that's the number 10, at yahoo.com. And mine is jlo1215 at gmail.com. Hey, you've been thinking about doing a podcast but don't have the equipment or know where to go? Call YMP, your mobile podcast. We will come to you. You can do your podcast without worry of equipment or travel. For more information, contact 313-241-0017. That's 313-241-0017. YMP, your mobile podcast. I grew up in Detroit. She's my home. Some people left when things got tough, but not me. I knew she'd make it back. Like Detroit, I'm strong, resilient, hardworking, and loyal. Detroit has been true to me. I will be true to Detroit. To get your True Detroiter gear, go to true-detroiter.creator dashspring.com get yours today hello everyone and welcome to the hook my name is Jeff Lowe and I'm with my main man my co-host Mr. Keith Butler. All right. What's happening? We're coming to you from the Six Hole Studio as usual in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, it's a nice day out there. There's a couple of golfers out there on the course, yeah, Jeff. Stringing them, yes. It's starting to happen. Yeah. It's starting to happen. They're hitting the yellow sticks. But uh, we got a guy, uh, uh, like I like to call him our sports analyst, yes. my frat brother. Our friend from way back in the day, uh, Leland Stein. What's happening, Leland? Leland Stein from, from Houston, Texas. Yes. What's happening, Fry? Fry? What's happening? Man, I'm sitting up here under a blanket looking at notes. Yeah, I'm sitting under a blanket. They have a long couch here where my feet can be put up in the air. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sitting like the couch has one of them things like a lazy boy thing, you know, sitting up. Okay. It's kind of cool. Stein, where are you? Down at the uh, Final Four, huh? Yeah. Yes, right. sir. Yeah, it's the final, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Final Four. Hanging out at the Final Four, man. How's yeah. it going down there? Uh, it was electric in the stadium. I got to admit it, man. Good God. Um, people thought that because, you know, the so-called Blue Bloods uh, were in the turn. Even I questioned it. I'm like, we well, have Florida, Atlantic, Miami. And these teams, San Diego State, UConn was the only somewhat blue blood that ascended, you know, to the, to the Final Four. Right. And, you know, people were like, wow, they don't have no fan base. Florida Atlanta ain't been a school since 1965 or something. Right. <laughs> How they go? They ain't got enough alumni to let it travel like that. Yet. I mean, they ain't even big enough. You look at Michigan State and UCLA, found in 1910s or whatever the hell that shit is. And they, um, uh, you know, they have they fan base. See, the one thing about the NCAA Final Four, Butler and Jeff, 
it's it's unique. You you could come to the Final Four and you might see uh, a a 10-month-old completely (laughs) gabbed in Uh, Michigan State outfield. Yeah. And you'll see a 90-year-old in Michigan State outfield. mm -hmm. That's that's how the college game is versus the Super Bowl, which is corporate America at its finest and its decadence. And it's just they come out and they use corporate money and spend it at the Super Bowl as an excuse to spend money. And, and, and it's a more professional environment. Yeah. And, the, of course, the NBA All-Star Games crowd is different. It's more of a younger, kind of hip-hopish, cool crowd, so to speak. But the Final Four is uniquely more family than any other of the three, four, including hockey, major sports. Right. Where at an event this big, you'll see babies. You know, a ten-month-old baby with a UCLA outfit on. <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you, you, you'll see uh, the youngsters, of course, the students. You know, with, with all the uh, University of Michigan gear, Michigan right. State gear. You know, and then you, then you'll see the eighty and seventy-year-olds like me <laughs> walking go. around with our gear on. Eighty, eighty and seventy. You're well, no, 80? I ain't eighty. <laughs> I'm close to seventy. I'm knocking on the door, man. I'm claiming. I'm claiming. Hey, I'm gonna make it. Now, you 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 mentioned about these uh these teams that are now uh <laughs> participating in the Final Four, uh, right? And the big time schools are not there. Do you, you think this is a uh uh the the reason for this is because of the uh the portal and the NIL and all that kind of stuff that's going on? Everything in you said is right. Okay. No doubt about it. And look, I tell you the truth. I, I mean, I know I haven't been keeping up with it, but I've heard a lot of the complaints and the disappointment because, like you just said, Stein, you know, <laughs> none of the blue bloods are there. But right. personally, I'm glad, especially yeah. Duke, because I can't stand Duke. <laughs> I hate I Duke. I hate their ass, though. But, but, you know, I, I, it's, it's a nice change. So this is kind of almost like a, a Cinderella type in NCAA. Yeah, That's right. You're right. No, I haven't thought about Except it. Except for You're Connecticut. Right. You know, they've been there a few times. But, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Connecticut to me is always, it's a small private college. Right, right. It's one of the smallest ones that have keep winning like they won in recent years. But mm-hmm. they, they consider and, blue uh, blood, though, right? Well, they can, well yeah. yeah, I guess you could say that. You might yeah. as well call them that because they don't want about three titles. Right. right. They, they, they're in the power structure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know what, Stein? Mm-hmm. UConn, um, you know, with the Hurley connection and everything. Oh, the Hurley connection, oh, something else. Yeah, and those yeah. those guys, I mean, they they keep it going, don't they, man? They they, they keep it going, man. He he's got a really good team. He he's got a kid, man. That's six nine boy they got on that team. Sanugo, 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 Sanugo. Don't say that name if you can't pronounce. <laughs> no kidding, I still messed it up. Well, see, I said it without looking at it. Oh, hey. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you, I was talking about low. Because I'm not going to try it. <laughs> oh, man. Hey. Among, uh, he's, he's from Mali. 6'9", 240, junior. Oh. He's a leading scorer, averaging almost 18 points a game in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, he's, a, he's a beast now. Oh, man. They, they got something to work with. <laughs> oh, man. He block, he, hey, he's defensively, though, he was doing a great job defensively. Good defensively. Yeah. Connecticut's got a, got a really good team. But to me, San Diego State now is the team I would like to win. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say they're going to win. 
but as I was researching, uh, trying to put together my ideas and my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know, because I'm like, brother, I kind of tuned out when the spies were lost, because I thought they were going to have a good year. And for do loss, I really just tuned out. I didn't care who was playing and what was going on. Yeah, the spotting game but, uh, was disappointing to me, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, hey. I was hoping that K State got there because I kind of like that little girl reminding me of me. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? You talking about Noah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, I heard about that boy. I hadn't seen him the the whole season until uh, they the, were playing Michigan, Michigan State. State. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, okay, <laughs> but that's just me. You know, looking at him from one game. I don't have a whole uh-huh. lot to evaluate from. Right. But when I was watching that particular game, Michigan had its way going to the hole. I mean, yeah. every time they went to the hole, they could not be stopped. They get down no. two points, they start shooting three points. Uh, and no. then K-State start coming around and start going through the hole. I'm like, where's yeah. the damn defense? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Sometimes it's better offense. Yeah. Because Clark didn't play that bad of defense, man. Uh, K State just made some miraculous plays. Yeah, and that yeah. guard is just tricky, man. He's good, and he's looking to pass. And, and you know, hey, sometimes it just happens like that. You know, uh, is that kid's is a really that? good player. No, they got beat. Yeah, well, he wasn't that good. <laughs> well, he was, and that game was lost for like joking. one point. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. Oh, yeah. That's a very good yeah. point. And he had about 15 assists. Yeah, he, he had some kind of tournament records with all the assists he was dishing out. Sure did. Sure did. We ain't seen no guy do, do do this. The things he was doing in a long time. A little guy actually controlled the game like yeah, he did. Yeah. So, hey, but so he got knocked out. Tell tell us what's new on on the on on the front of the NC two A. I know that this uh, you know no, this portal is is something that is that has really taken off, and uh, mm-hmm. players can freely uh, transfer to. Uh, to schools or institutions that they want to right now, and and without actually sitting out. Is that true? Can you kind of break that down for us with the transfer portal? Okay. Does that hurt the game? Well, because, I, I, I mean, you don't know who's okay. who, where they're going to be next year. Uh-huh. Does that hurt uh-huh. the game? Well, okay, that's a great question. So I'm going to answer them two ways. First of all, as a fan, it makes me sad because, look, Pierre Brooks just left Michigan State. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. He just didn't play as good as we wanted him to do this year, but he said, heck, I'm done. I can't play here for Izzo because Izzo just ride me too much. Okay. So, on one hand, as a fan, I can feel people's frustrations. But on the other hand, as a person who's been covering and watching this stuff almost 40 years, I am elated. After sitting and being a part of John Thompson and the Black Coaches Association all those years, and we were fighting for what's happening now, yeah. for some freedom as a human being. The coaches have always had freedom. These suckers come in there, sit down, look at Mama Butler or Daddy Low, and go, I'm going to take care of your son or daughter. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I got them. They mine. Then the next year, somebody's picking another job and it's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the players stuck at the school. Yeah. Now, if they wanted to leave, they had to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. Now, you give me the equity in that. Yep. Good point. So, and yeah. in, in, in looking at life, we're supposed to be America and freedom and all that stuff. Then why can't athletes have freedom to move? Mm-hmm. And if they if they make the wrong move, they make it. A lot of times, go to school and then they they don't make it there anyway because the coaches leave. They know and they gotta stay. If I went to a job and it 
wasn't fitting me, I could leave that bad boy if I want to and try to go get another one. Yeah, right. So the athletes were the only people in America that was restricted their movement and their potential to grow as human beings because of money. First of all, it was just easier for the powers that be and the NCAA and the coaches and everybody. We get the guys, we got them, who cares? They're just a bunch of brothers. Nobody gives a darn about all that. And they didn't care about their well-being mm-hmm. at all. None of this is in place for them. As long as we win. To make them better, that's all. Yeah. And, as long as I can leave and make money and do anything I want. Coaches, athletic directors, all can leave. They recruited these kids, assistant coaches, and then the kids got to stay at the school. Mm. Well, if a kid go to a decision you make at 18, and some making a decision at 17, mm-hmm. shouldn't be a life-minded decision over your next four years of your life when, when that's the formative years when you're growing from 18 to 22. Right. You okay. are supposed to explore and make mistakes and find out what's best for you. At 18, you make a decision. But I made a decision at 22 to major in engineering because I just was poor when I grew up and I wanted to make some money. Mm. And it really worked good for me, but I felt like I was getting ready to explode after about 10 years. Mm. And I met Brad Pine. I went into journalism and sports, where my passion was. Mm. But it took me 10 years to do it. I lost 10 years. And because of losing 10 years, I had to backdoor my way. I had to do it through the It all worked out in God's vision. Because right. it was the way I was supposed to do it, I guess. But that meant I had to work two jobs, okay. be an engineer or teach. Okay, but now you were saying that if if a, if an athlete wanted to get out, you know, he would, uh, you know, be faced with some consequences like sitting out. I mean, is is that the the only consequence, or are there other issues? Yeah, that, that was, if that he was the leave? only consequence. But he could leave. If, he, gotta, he could leave the next year if he wanted to. He could leave. Yeah. If yeah. sitting out was like a death sentence. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, you freaking 18. If you think that you played, then you're going to sit out at 20? Yeah. It would sit around and twiddle your thumbs and you ain't in no program. Right. And, and you ain't practicing right. And then the crazy it's, thing about that, the institution that you might be going to, because you're going there because of that coach and those coaches. Right. What if they leave? Well, they just would have been happening. But exactly. see, this is, this is how the NCAA commented. it. Well, you ain't going because of coaches. You're going because of education. No, it's because of coaches. Mm-hmm. It's because right. Israel set his monkey butt down in front of you. It's because success he got in front of your mom and dad or the kids. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Made promises that they decide, they say they're going to keep and then decide they couldn't. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're leaving a hot second, man. If you got a better job, you, you ain't got to stay. You know? Okay, so who, who's in the final four now? Who who do you think is going to advance? The, the, the two is UConn is going to be battling Monday against San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Now, San Diego State is one of the the interesting cases in recent years. Cause, and I didn't really know it because, like, again, I said I kind of checked out. As a spine block, it broke my heart because mm-hmm. I really thought they were going to come around. But you're a but, journalist. But, no, he said he kind of checked out. Checked well, out. What you know, do you mean? He's a Michigander, man. He, you know, he's a journalist. So, but I'm a, in my own way. I'm a fan. I'm yeah. a fan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. But you're a journalist. So go ahead, Stan. Well, well I knew I was going to go cover the game, and I was going to study and learn what I needed to learn to cover the game. It didn't matter who was going to be here. Yeah. So you know, I didn't care. Whoever's here, that's who I'm going to go cover. Right. And, 
So I didn't know nothing about San Diego State. But what I'm saying, they, they're unique. They coach Brian Dutcher as Jim Dutcher's son. Jim Dutcher coached in Eastern Michigan. He was, he was uh, George Gurman's coach. Mm. Yeah, then he went up to Minnesota and did pretty good. And then uh, his son got the job as Fisher's assistant at the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful story. He recruited the Fab Five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And who, then who, he who won a championship. With, 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 talking about, no, we're talking about San Diego State's coach. Now, you listen to this history on this guy. At Michigan in 1989, him and Fisher was the head, well, the coaches. He was Fisher's lead assistant. Right. When they won the national title with uh, that year. Okay, but who you think is going to go between the, 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 the four? Who's going to make it to, to advance? Well, and, we already already determined that. Oh, yeah, 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 it's already yeah, determined. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's you kind of say we're talking about. Oh, well, I'm talking about San Diego yeah, State. Right thing, now. Didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to. San excuse. Diego State. Mr. Butler does not have cable. I do have cable. <laughs> I just don't have ESPN. Okay. Well, he doesn't have the internet. Well, yeah, I got the he internet. Has the internet too. Oh, I just oh. I was like Stein. I kind of checked out. I hadn't been keeping up with what's going no, on. You didn't just check out. <laughs> you checked <laughs> out. <laughs> okay, so Stein. <laughs> Who do you who, 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 Let me who do you San see Diego State? This is important. Go ahead. So San Diego State, man. Fisher went to San Diego State. Yes. He left Michigan and went to San Diego State and put together a, a great run. He retired and when he went to San, he took Brian Dutcher with him. Right. He's mm-hmm. been an assistant coach for about ten years at San Diego State while Fisher was there. When Fisher retired in 2017, Dutcher took the job. Now, here's a stat that I didn't know because I didn't, I mean, they keep it on San Diego State. Over the last 10 years, California has 25 Division I schools. San Diego State has the best record of any school in California, has went to the most NCAA tournaments. Now, you said that's of important. Any California school. You said that's because important. Because they've been building UCLA, they, they, USC. He out. He did it. He, he's outnumbered them all. Okay, okay, but why is that important? You said that's important. Why? Tell us why that's because important. Because they have been, when they got Kawhi Leonard in two thousand nine came there. They the program's been upswing ever since, and they've been there. Mm-hmm. They've been to the Elite Eight a couple times. They've been to the NCAA tournament at least eight times. So they they've been building quietly for those of us that weren't watching them like me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't watching them that closely. They've been consistently building a solid program, which they turned into probably the best program in California based mm-hmm. on the records. Mm-hmm. So it really shouldn't be no surprise that they are where they are. Now, they've been helped mightily by the transfer portal because they got three of their players, uh, the stars, uh, coming out of the portal. One of the boys from my area where, where, where I used to cover when I was up here was called the Inland Empire. Uh, one of them is from, um, oh, Lord, where that boy from? He's from Marino Valley. Butler, who made the, the shot. Oh, that made the game that's, winner. Those are my schools. Yeah, number five. Okay. And, that, that's the and school then, Cheryl Miller and, uh, and, 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 and her brother went to. Yeah, but he was a portal transfer. They, they her brother? Score, Lamont. Huh? He said Cheryl Miller and her brother. Yeah. Her brother? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't go to Mill. They went to Riverside, Martin Luther King. That's where the Kawhi Leonard went. Oh, right. Kawhi Leonard. That's, that's what I meant. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I misspoke. Go ahead, Stein. Finish yeah, Kawhi. No, no, go ahead. no, Kawhi went to Riverside King. And uh, 
uh, so it's three of their players. Matt Bradley is from San Bernardino, so Riverside, San Bernardino, are twin twin cities, you know. And um, uh, he he was a portal. So three of their top players are portal came out of the portal. So it he, it's worked extremely well for him, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Even Michael Parrish is, you know, one of the uh, star players from Detroit. The six six kid from River Rouge. He um, uh, is a porter out of Oakland. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the portal, I know it, it drives the fans crazy. Because I know when I saw Butler leave in Michigan, I was like, oh, no, here we go. You know, but it, it ain't about me. It ain't about us. It's about these kids having an opportunity to make some of their own decisions, to make some of their own choices, good or bad, and, and let them go with it. Mm-hmm. You should not be beholden and and uh, and held to decisions made at eighteen. At eighteen, you don't even know nothing. You don't know nothing of the world. Anything to make a, a decision that should bind you, literally bind you to a school. Well, let's say specific decisions because some decisions like murder and rape and all that, you know, right. I think you should be held accountable for those, that kind of stuff. But decisions like you're talking about, deciding that you, well, you went to one school and it was the wrong school, they may held accountable. Say that again. <laughs> what? Say the president of the United States wasn't held accountable. Well, he, oh, he, he is he now. Is now. <laughs> well, no, I believe it when I see it. Yeah, me too. Don't need to do <laughs> me too. Come on, you know it don't, man. They done got Trump on so much mess, and he weaves a lot of it every single time. Yeah, well, He's hopefully he won't this time. But we'll, well see. Slippery white noodle. Yeah. Teflon we'll, man. We'll see. Like you said, I'll believe. I'm like you. I'll believe it when I see it. A slippery white noodle. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. I like spaghetti. Chill out. <laughs> you know, I messed up my spaghetti now. Dang. And my lasagna. Dang. That's bad. Slippery white noodle. <laughs> it's pretty funny. They was telling this story about this. There's some person that never ate spaghetti and they came from another country and said, that's up. And when they looked at the plate, they said, man, that's a bunch of bloody worms. I ain't eating that stuff. <laughs> 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 hey, so look, I we, guess everything is in the perception of what the beholder is speaking It's of. all relative, yeah. <laughs> so look, we were talking earlier about the off, off, uh, off air about the uh, women basketball the college basketball and the, the popularity increasing against the men's and you had a, a interesting perspective tell us about that because the girls aren't getting even though their game mm-hmm. is increasing in popularity right. and uh you know attendance and so forth like that and the girls men are really they're really good players yeah oh, okay. those girls okay. ball out i give it to them and the men's game ironically tends to be you know as bomani jones was saying on his show Tends to be going down a little bit, but the women no, the, are still the not getting needs fed. To talk sometimes. Yeah, but well, he's crazy. So much but. talk radio. You just got to. I like the money. He's so important, but everybody just say stuff. When you don't no, see no, he it, has then, make up some stuff. He has some stats, and he Man, has some people on there who. The men's game. Just be quiet. No, but he, he has <laughs> see, the stats. You don't. You you don't have to knock one to build up the other. No, he wasn't knocking it. Game he he wasn't knocking it. He was just saying that. That in comparison, in comparison right, right. The women's game is increasing in popularity and attendance, where the men's is kind of going down. He Man, wasn't it, saying the was, men's game was bad. He was just saying that according to the way things are going statistically, with the increase, why aren't the women getting as much uh, 
financial and uh, you know aid and, and okay. stuff well, like then that. Back again, well, you got to look at the historical component of American history and uh, white brothers and sisters in this country with they. The, the way they degraded the women, yeah. minority, you know, old white men degraded women. I mean, this went on for 400 years. So, I mean, we, we've been able to write about it and talk about it nowadays, but back then they controlled the media and everything completely. Mm-hmm. But that, And that's part of the woman's problem. These men who were the gatekeepers at the, the papers throughout America, we call the gatekeepers the editors. The editors decide what goes on the front page, the second page, what gets a little print and what gets a big print. That's what editors' jobs are. Now, they, for some reason, the editors in America would not give women's sports two farts. They just won't give them. They won't sign no reporters to them. They, they, they don't give them no space. They minimize the importance of the WNBA game by not really writing about it a lot as much as they should. They're giving it airtime. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, airtime. Now, they've done it this year. WNBA has got some really nice airtime this year. They've done much good as I've seen them do. But to me, that's been a major problem. It's just been our, our media throughout America just minimizing them support so long. They have an uphill battle to, to get beyond that feeling of media. But see, with, 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 with the inclusion of the Internet and the ability for people to – there's more information out mm-hmm. there now. And not only that, cable. Mm-hmm. Cable is what, what you got, Hulu, Bulu. Sulu, Mulu, but twenty <laughs> All the Everybody got some Netflix, Unflix, right flick. Amazing. But this is the time to be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Because no, it ain't just uh Columbia Metron Golden Mark. Oh no. Yeah. You know, hey man, they doing you, I've seen some of the most profound documentaries I've ever seen on Prime and Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that but it never came on ABC NBC. Well never and it didn't even HBO them have been pretty good, but they couldn't do it all. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't. Because they was trying to do content, too. They just couldn't do documentaries. But all these addendums that's been hit the scene has, has increased content and and uh, up the game for documentaries, you know, and the opportunity to, to tell real truths about American history and American life. And so with this all happening, the women's game is into that vacuum, and, and they're starting to People, I don't need the Detroit Free Press and News to talk about women's sports. But I find it right. on my own, mm-hmm. and I can I can get it. And it's right in my face. That's a good point. And so, yeah. I, I think that's kind of helped them uh, tremendously. I've always loved the women's game. I, I covered the first WNB game at the uh, Los Angeles Forum, the, the, the Los Angeles uh, Sparks. Mm-hmm. They had a great team with Lisa Leslie and all yeah. them. Yeah. You know, but they couldn't be used to Cynthia <laughs> Cooper. Cheryl Swoops. Yeah. Uh, and Cooper, man. <laughs> but yeah, because they used to come and play, man. We couldn't beat them. We just couldn't beat them. Mm-hmm. And then when I got back to Detroit, my, my time with women's basketball was elevated because we had the best team in the WNBA. They won two, two or three championships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two. And, and one of my favorite championships of all time was that Joe Lewis. But look what had to happen. The shock made it to the championship game. They was playing at the Palace. The Palace booked something. And they, they didn't project it. whether they had to move to Joe Lewis. They dropped nineteen thousand in there. <laughs> that was a, that's the WNBA record for a championship game. 
They, they put 19,000. They got all them kids in Detroit, all the women short. It was a, one of the a spectacular one. They won that game. Yeah. It, it was it was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But uh, Swing I'm cash. always proud of one. Swing Swing Cash, Cheryl yeah. Ford, uh, uh, Ruth Riley, and the girl I love, Gianna Nolan. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Your voice kind of changed when you said yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. boy, you married. I said, I ain't trying to do nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just, I can't get It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> so you think that kind of exposure has helped the uh, women's uh, college game and all? But what can be done oh. to get them on the level of financial you know, uh, the financial steps that the men's game is. They ain't going to do it. Never's gonna Not happen. right away. They ain't going to happen now. Because, mm-hmm. you know, men, first of all, we can love the game all we want, and they spectacular, but they ain't the men. When it comes to physical things, God made men bigger and stronger. That's just it. I'm sorry. So you're going to have these men flying and doing things that the girls just can't do. That's true. Right. That's but, true. But, I, but I appreciate basketball, though. Yeah. And I love it. And if you do, you should, you should go to but you're a true fan and too. enjoy some basketball. Yeah, I am a fan. I'm a but fan you're a true of women's fan. sports. So, I mean, I've always been a fan of women's sports. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But but I, I, I'm just being honest. I can't see them getting the same kind of TV deals that the men's, men are getting. Not right away. I mean, mm-hmm. we hope. Well, you know, commercialization, commercialization also. Uh, I mean, you know, selling ads for a women's game compared to selling ads for right, a, right. Uh, LeBron James and the Los Angeles right, Lakers right, game. Exactly, you know, exactly. It's really not going to, exactly. you know, the eyeballs are not going to be there. It's not going to transcend, mm-hmm. like uh, Stein said. Right. You know? not mm-hmm. least, yeah. At least not for a long time. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not for a while. But I, I just, for, I don't need them to get to where the men is. They were so below the men. Just get to one third of where the men is like a hundred percent increase from where they were 15, 20 years ago. I'm yeah. sorry, it's the truth. Well, that's what Bahami, Bahami, what's Bahami, Bomani, Bomani, that's what he's saying. That's right? what he's talking about, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, does, it didn't hurt that this year it was probably two of the most compelling teams in, 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 in NCAA women's history with South Carolina mm-hmm. and uh, uh, um, uh, Iowa Ballard. I mean, you know, of course, the white folks were happy, man. But I don't see. I ain't one of them guys. Oh, white girl! No, come on, man. That girl can shoot. Basketball. Basketball has no boundaries. Yeah. Coach John McLendon, the, the legendary Hall of Fame coach, told me years ago. He said basketball can be an international sport because it doesn't need as much as some of these other American sports to be played. Mm-hmm. It just needs the same kind of facilities and areas. So. It has happened just like that. Basketball is a true international sport. And the women have had to leave America and play internationally. And they make money, man. They make $500,000 or more to play there. That's what Brittany was making in Russia. Yeah. You know? So the money is there. It just ain't here in the U.S. yet. Right. Hey, Leland, thanks, man, for uh, being our... Uh, reporter uh, on location. Yeah, man, appreciate it. <laughs> it, it, it. It was fun talking hey, to you. Jeff, sit yeah. down. Tell, tell Butler to go to ESPN and look and see who the finalists well, are. Okay, look, he, man, we we cutting you off, man. Plugged in. <laughs> Yes, we get plugged in first. Okay, yeah, we cutting you. We cutting Stein. Stein, thanks a lot, man. We're running out of time. America, thanks for listening. Stein, take it easy. Enjoy the rest of the, the uh, tournament. And we are out of here, y'all. And you have been listening to the...
I grew up in Detroit. She's my home. Some people left when things got tough, but not me. I knew she'd make it back. Like Detroit, I'm strong, resilient, hardworking, and loyal. Detroit has been true to me. I will be true to Detroit. To get your True Detroiter gear, go to true-detroiter.creator-spring.com. Get yours today. Make any occasion a celebration to remember with yard card memories, birthdays, graduations, home goings, anniversaries, and more. Yard Card Memories is a creative and artistic greeting and messaging company with a focus on making memories for any occasion with the installation of Yard Card Rentals that we create and display on your yard. Make your occasion a celebration to remember with Yard Card Memories. To book your Yard Card Memories rental, call 313-246-2927. That's 313-246-2927. Make sure you book early. We recommend two weeks in advance. Hey, you've been thinking about doing a podcast but don't have the equipment or know where to go? Call YMP, your mobile podcast. We will come to you. You can do your podcast without worry of equipment or travel. For more information, contact 313-241-0017. That's 313-241-0017. YMP, your mobile podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Keith Butler. And I'm Jeff Lowe. I want you to check out The Hook on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts. And if you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at our emails. Mine is kebu10, that's the number 10, at yahoo.com. And mine is jlow1215 at gmail.com. 